0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel 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 it. The Chat Room. The Chat Room. Breaking down what you need to know.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is, of course, Amu Helang on the ones and twos. You are tuned into the hashtag chat room on VOW FM 88.1. I hope you are all well on this wonderful uh, and warm Wednesday evening. You know, everybody was out on Monday. I hope you guys voted. How are you guys feeling? Uh, What are you guys looking forward to? I'm definitely interested to find out what what your thoughts are. rather on our upcoming poll results. And um, I know, you know, voting is something that we've spoken about on the show before. So, uh, you know, what I found rather is that there is a general sense of nonchalance and subdued interest in voting. However, I do hope that you have taken the agency and you have been a responsible citizen in making the right decision by voting. So something that I was thinking about just before I came into studio, you know, as it pertains to vote, and and making the right decision is imagine if there was a penalty for not being a responsible citizen. Or perhaps uh, imagine if there were consequences for not voting. Uh, Do you think it's something that we would take a little bit more seriously? Do you think we do it with a little bit more urgency? Just something that I was thinking about as it pertains to our voting rights. Um, But anyway, you can stay tuned into the hashtag chat room. I am really interested to have today's conversation. We will be talking about black tax. Yes, we will be talking about black tax. And um, like I said, uh, stay tuned, you know, to help us unpack this topic. We will be chatting to Bonga Mkhize, who is a researcher and contributing author of the book, uh, which is aptly titled Black Tax. So we will be looking out for your responses. Join the conversations on Twitter and Instagram at VAWFM.
0: For the youth, by the youth, youth. we we are PowerFab 88.1. The Chat Room. The Chat Room. Breaking down what you need to know.
1: So, like I've been saying, you know, black tax is definitely something that we've all been uh, subjected to or perhaps something that we've all encountered. And uh, I know it's definitely something that's been coming up quite a bit uh, for us as young black professionals, this idea that we constantly need to give back to our families. So, the Urban Dictionary defines the phrase as the extra money that black professionals are expected to give every month to support their less fortunate family and extended families. Now, on that point, you know, the Urban Dictionary's definition is is, is quite... Um it's on point, but I must say that it does span a little bit wider than that in the sense that, uh, you know, it's not necessarily limited to our less fortunate family. Uh, there are families that are doing okay. There's just a general sense of, you know, you've done well, you have gone to school, you've got a good job, now pay us back. So, um, as far as the Urban de- uh, the urban Dictionary's definition goes, I think we, we can afford to just uh, span a little bit wider than the one that I just read. But, unsurprisingly, much of what has been written about black tax has focused on the negative aspects. And this is another reason why I feel like it would be so interesting to hear from everybody at home um, about what your thoughts are. Do you think there are positive, um, you know, sort of aspects to black tax? If there are, can you please just feel free to, 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 to let us know here on the hashtag, on the hashtag, the chat room rather on VOW FM. So... Speaking of the negative aspects, for example, the financial struggles faced by many black professionals having to pay all their earnings to cousins, uh, aunts and uncles, you know, Um, eavesdrop on a conversation at a restaurant in the suburb and the chit chat will inevitably turn to the burden of black tax and how it symbolizes a lack of progress in the country. Well, that's one way of looking at it. It's definitely not the end all be all definition of black tax. You know, I definitely think it's one way to pour back into the community. It's one way to say, hey, mom, dad, family, thank you for your contributions and this is how I'll be giving back. But like I said, uh, stay tuned into hashtag the chat room on VOW FM 88.1. My name is Amu Helang and like I said, we will be talking to Bonga Kize who is a researcher and contributing author of the book Black Tax. Now as you know on the chat room we dive into all things you know uh, socially current you know some of the the difficult conversations current affairs and you know one of the affairs that we will be discussing today is of course black tax is it a burden or a responsibility and just before i continue with that i'd just like to mention something else that i was thinking about earlier on is Black Tax Cultural I don't know if that's something that we've thought about but as we dive deeper into this conversation it is definitely something worth thinking about so you know um, black tax is about so much more than needy relatives uh, it's about the mindset surrounding money and improving our financial skills so that you can shift the concept from negative to positive and I'm really interested in this idea of uh, black tax as a negative thing and really I think it it it, it goes back Back to the language, you know uh, what we think about being taxed anything that is an obligation immediately starts to feel like it's taxing, it's taking away so much more than you can give, but If your family has worked as hard as they have, you know, to give you a life that you deserve, then what is a little bit of giving back, you know? So it is worth going back a couple of decades in 1994, when most white people entered our new democracy with generational wealth, also known as old money. This gave them a financial jumpstart over black South Africans who transitioned into the new period with little more than the shoes... On their feet now gener- generational wealth rather is definitely something that comes up quite often in our conversations this idea that you know our white counterparts our white friends uh, you know come from a much stronger financial foundation and this idea that we have to work double as hard as they did because their forefathers have uh, laid the foundation for them however they have gone about uh, doing this so why does it feel then like black tax is a responsibility when we could be the ones that are laying a foundation for the generations that come after us why is it that we feel that we are being taxed unnecessarily when we have seen what it has done for our current generation and generations before us to not pour back into our communities so as people founded businesses and rose through the corporate ranks They felt obliged to use their newfound wealth to address the disadvantages suffered by their parents' generation. And so Black Tax was born. Research into social movements argue that people will not ordinarily take part in something unless they feel deprived by that thing. In other words, because a black person has actually felt what it is like to be underprivileged, he or she will have a keen interest in helping family members break the cycle of poverty. And of course, this is definitely something that I think would be uh, a natural instinct to a lot of us. And uh, again, this is why it's really interesting that we continue the conversations and, and we get into the good, the bad and the ugly. Because perhaps what I might feel is, you know, us laying a foundation for the next generation is you feeling like you are being taxed and you are being asked for so much more than you are ready to offer so the trick is really to change the way we think about black tax starting with the name if we go back to language and our wording why why are we talking about it like it's 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 a burden perhaps it's giving back. So perhaps if we reimagined uh, how we talk about uh, pouring back into into communities that helped us get to where we are, it wouldn't feel um, as much of a burden as it does right now. But when we come back, we will be chatting to Bonga Mkhize, a researcher and contributing author of the book Black Tax. And later, we talk to Mwezi Sugute, a marketing coordinator. Let us Know your thoughts on Instagram at VowFM, hashtag the chat room on Vow, and feel free to WhatsApp us on 0840784912. So, award winning no- novelist Radas Fiso Mzobe invents a term for the, let's call it unrealistic projections that black parents might have on their children, and he calls it the perfectus trajectorium. The perfectus trajectorium is essentially the perfect trajectory that is kind of projected onto black children as soon as they are born. So this child will go to school. This child will get good grades. This child will religiously go to church. This child will not drink or smoke. Um, and so these are kind of the the unrealistic, almost fantasies that uh, black parents are now projecting onto children and in this way once a parent feels secure in this um Perfectus Trajectorium, uh, the parent then feels that because my child has lived up to this expectation, now I can expect them to pay me back for all the efforts that I've, I've poured into them. You know, I, I honestly feel that we cannot have the conversation about black tax without talking about generational wealth. We cannot talk about generational wealth without looking at it as more than just a financial uh, investment. You know, wealth spans so much wider than just money. So what else are we investing into each other? What else can we pour back into the community? And perhaps... If we if we spanned our our perceptions around black tax a little bit wider than just making it about money, perhaps, you know, if, if I'm if I'm a young woman who has been successful in the work that I've done, and I want to now give back to the community, then maybe I can come back with more knowledge for my community. Maybe it doesn't only have to be about the money. So, again, let's not look at black tax as a burden. Let's perhaps think of it as, as one of the ways that we are building generational wealth. Now, like I said, uh, we are going to be speaking to Ubonga Mkize, who is a researcher and contributing author of the book, Black Tax Bonga.
2: Hi, Amo. How are
1: you? I'm well. And yourself? I'm
2: great. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on Hashtag The Chat Room this evening. Now, this is definitely a conversation that has been happening. You know, there are constant whispers of Black Tax. Oh, my goodness. Do I have to do this? Black Tax. Oh, my goodness. Do I want to do this? Um, so, I'm just going to jump straight into it. You know, is Black Tax a socioeconomic di- section rather, of a post-apartheid Capitalistic South Africa? Ah, it's such a, a touchy, touchy
2: topic, mm. especially um, looking at the history of our country. Um, you know, the different systems that we come from as, as a country, we definitely do come a long way. But um, I would say, definitely, it is um, from the research that I've made. I mean, we can essentially even take it back to, you know, our areas, ag, our land reform acts um, that are passed um in the past and we can simply pick up the traits from there of the way the roots of black tax um sort of began so if we're looking at for example just giving a scenario where um our parents had to move from the rural areas to come and work in the cities because they had to pay a particular tax um that was that was there was a law that was passed at the time we had to work and that meant our fathers had to work in the mines, our mothers had to work as domestic workers or work in the firm. And from then on, we can see that we already had no land for agriculture, we already had no land for basically just, you know, to sort of both the generational wealth that we had mm. originally, which was our ghetto and our, in our um, villages that we used to have in the past, that, that, we, that, that was our wealth of black people. Moving into the city now meant that we need to work, and even that money was not enough for our parents to be able to save um, for our future, save for our education, and save for our trust. You know, trust, trust that that um, most of other children from other races currently have, but we don't because we had to live from hand to mouth. Now comes a generation that has to sort of rectify the injustice of the past, which is us. We are now the young black professionals that are or rather have the responsibility to sort of, you know, change our family situation, whether we are building that house, whether we have, you know, the monthly allowance to sort of take care of our parents, take care of ourselves and then also take care of our families, like our children. So we have three generations essentially to now look after because of the injustice of the past and because
1: of the systems of the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned so many key points, you know, about how the same way that we feel we have to work extra hard in every other mm-hmm. aspect uh, because, you know, we know that our white counterparts come from, you know, an already set foundation. Uh, it's almost it's almost crazy for us to feel that we don't have to to lay the foundations for, for generations that are come after us. Yeah.
2: 100, and I think the the notion or the phenomenon of black tags has been a topic because it is it's it's a two-way you Mm. know some people look at it as Ubuntu Mm. you have to assist that's what we do as Africans you know once you get better you help you lend a helping hand and some for most youth and especially for I'm, I'm speaking from a research point of view because I had to like speak to people and actually understand their stories and where they come from the core of this as much as it is what we do as Africans as much as it is, you know, we live in communal um, mm. sort of um, environment, but it is a burden because of the current economic structures that we have also. Mm. I mean, we can simply look at the fact that, um, for example, you are taxed more for your insurance if you are living in a township because you don't have a garage. Whereas if you're living in an estate, that is less insurance for you. So for for just, you know, that simple scenario, you can see that no, 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 there's something wrong with it, you know, um, and it's no longer just black and white, it's no longer a, a wrong and a right situation. mm,
1: mm. you yeah. know, mm, Okay, Uh, so uh, again, Bonga, you've mentioned so many key points, which is going to feed into my next point, or my next question, rather. You know, what are some of the the contributing factors um, that have, you know, um, contributed to us considering black tax such a terrible thing?
2: I think it's because of the word... Mm. I think once you say tax people are like, no, but it's not a tax just, you know, you have to assist your family, we're assisting a family and it goes back to the point of you know, and just going back to the burden part that it is just this elephant in the room mm. um, that people don't want to speak about and therefore it's, it's a matter of Okay. Do I say something? Do I not? Or do I just roll with the punches? Mm,
1: mm, Yeah. So, what inspired you then to have a contribution in the writing of the book Black Tax? Okay. So, I'm a product of Black Tax. So
2: myself, Um, literally, the interest um, sort of came through when I was doing my my honors um and I had to write a dissertation. I simply one, yes, it was like at the back of my head because I was going through it. My brother was had to assist me through my undergrad and now I had to choose between pursuing my post grad or um, working and sort of providing for my family because I then had to relieve my brother,
3: Mm. if that
2: makes sense. Mm.
3: Um,
2: So it was a matter of, but this is not fair, like I want to proceed until I get to master's at least. And it was a matter of, but you can't do that. You've already finished your three years. Give other people a chance you know mm-hmm. so as much as that was in the back of my head i was really interested in finding out is it really a responsibility or um somebody's playing me here
4: mm-hmm. so
2: for me i was like okay let me just research let me just see how you know how other people feel about this and just present it as as, as a topic that needs you know both sides of the story to weigh both options if it's a if it's a boon or if it's a responsibility and am um, i are my feelings valid if I feel the pressure? Mm. you know am I supposed to be feeling the pressure? So it first started as a as a personal um, research project for me, and then it essentially developed to a dissertation because then I had to dig even deeper to see why are we here and notice that I'm not the only one. You know, we have these conversations amongst our friends, but we never really speak about them. And I realized that also with my brother, it did hinder him into developing um, career-wise also just personal development, whether he had to pursue his next degree or pursue his business. He couldn't do that because he had to take me through school and also still assist my family. So for me the inspiration began one with my dissertation mm-hmm. and then further on when the following year post my my honors degree I then met Uniquingo who was also busy um, compiling a black textbook. So the book uh, essentially comprises of I think more than there's more than twenty authors that are contributing to it. We're basically telling our stories of what black text is to us, what it means to us um and and what it has done for us you know for some people it was good it was a good thing like i'm a person of black size. i'm proud of that because somebody i'm um, sort of you know poured to be alive for me to make it in life or to even rather you know be the woman that i am today so how we view it is is really a personal story um, and then the burden also, whether some people feel it's a burden, it's really your story to tell and for us to sort of grasp those mistakes that we make and sort of rectify them. I think the one misconception people have is that, you know, we are raising the phenomena about black tags and we are saying that it's bad and all of that. We are trying to have this conversation so that our current generation does not, you know, end up um, having this as a cycle or having black tax as a cycle. We want to have the conversation so that we combat it and rather, you know, convert it into an investment. Mm. Be aware that, yes, fine, it might be a tax, but how do we turn this for it not to be a cycle because if we continue at the rate that we are continuing and be focusing on rectifying the past and not living the now and also preparing for the future financially, we are causing a cycle for the next generation because we're going to end up being looked after by our children because we have not saved enough for them and for their lives and for them to start their lives. Sure. So the whole you know, the whole awareness, um, regarding blood cuts is essentially that yes, The situation is what it is. We will never be able to change the current, but you can
1: definitely make a change for the future. I see. Sure. Bonga, you've mm-hmm. shared so many personal stories, and I think uh, that's one way that we can definitely find a kind of solace in, like you said, the pressures that we feel around uh, black tax, which is not something that we like to speak about often. Uh, like I said, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. often hear whispers on the streets, or we often feel embarrassed about having to give back. But like you said, you know, let's perhaps try to see it as a social investment. Let's see it as us laying a better foundation for the generations that are going to come after us so i suppose the next question that i wanted to ask you is um what are some of the the positive impacts that you would say uh would come from black tax apart from the ones that we've spoken about what are some of the positive impacts that we could perhaps change our perceptions about or around uh black tax as it were Mm.
2: I mean, for one, um, I, I, I always say that, you know, for what our, most of our parents have went through, they 100% deserve a better life. And yes, we should be lending a hand in that in terms of providing the better life for them. Before they leave us, you know, from this earth, I always say I want my mom to know how it feels to own a car. Um, if I can do it, I'll definitely go with it. And also, just you know, sometimes Black folks is not even to immediate families. You know, it's helping that cousin that needs to go through school. It's helping you know your aunt start that business if they need capital. So there's definitely a lot of positive stories that come from 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 Black side um that um because most of the time i think we focus on the stories that oh my goodness my family is lazy to work and therefore all the burdens on me but there are positives where you get you know families that are just like i just need that 500 grand for stock you mm-hmm. know and to that they're able to run their own businesses so as to whether we view that as tax or an investment it that that's, I'm, I'm going back to the point that we really need to you know what sort of turn the wheel a bit and see, I will give you the money if you're starting something that will benefit you. But I will not be, for example, having black tax that is a never ending cycle. Like for example, let's just say you're providing groceries for a person who is well and able to provide for themselves. Now that is is a turning rule that will never end for you. So we need to be able to change that to an investment point of view. We need to change it to an empowerment point of view. And definitely, we, we can have, you know, so many more, um, stories that, that are great that come from Black sex I'm, I'm definitely one of them. Mm. And the best thing that I can do also is just to lend that helping hand. But obviously, where I stand now, I'm more careful, you know. Mm. I'm definitely not going to just have you know i i need to be able to plan when does my black tax end yes i have to do it but when does it end how do i end it is there a way to end it even if it means ending it means you know i i, I provide for my 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 younger siblings for them to get into to school because then if they are able to take care of themselves then that's half the job
1: for me done already. Mm, Wow I think what I have taken from everything that you said is really just the idea that perhaps we need to start budgeting for black tax imagine if we now went into the workplace as young black professionals knowing that there has to be an allocated budget uh, for, for black tax but again you know I'm also not very fond of of this the usage of the word black tax you know even just saying yeah. it you know it feels like a burden uncomfortable. Mm, it sounds it, it sounds really uncomfortable yeah. but you know bonga again we cannot have these conversations without looking at the the, the good the bad and the ugly and i know you mentioned yeah. how your brother Uh, you know, his personal development was almost hindered uh, because of the way that he had to support you instead of pouring back into uh, himself as much as he could. So, I mean, do you think that black tax uh, cripples aspirations of the youth or does it have any crippling effects? You know, we spoke about the positive effects, but let's look at some of the negative impacts. Oh, yes. No, yes, definitely it does. Um, I think also like the word,
2: the word, cripple kind of like gives you a cringe because, I mean, it, it is really is what it is. For him, it's like he had to just get, you know, that three-year degree just to qualify for a job so that there's enough money at home to assist my mom get me through school. And fortunately, I had the opportunity to move on to my honors, to move on to my master's because of that you know so it definitely does where do you start as as a as a black child um, how do you say okay fine i'm done with school guys can you just please give me six months for me to establish my business we don't have that luxury most of us don't have that luxury after that degree there's an expectation that you are making more money and also that expectation also i feel it comes from the lack of knowledge i think most of our parents like um are not aware that we need to start from internship level, earning that 3.5 with those qualifications. So even the system is against us because even the system requires us to have so much experience, um, huge qualifications, but the monetary element of it or the remuneration of it is very low. So yeah, it definitely does cripple because by the time you finish, you definitely need to be looking back at home and being like, okay, I need to do this fast and quick. Um, pass on record time so that I'm able to assist at home. Because again, if you look at you know university students and most of the life they live, especially those coming from the rural areas, the pressure is that I am sending you and you are my hope. Mm. Go there, make me proud and come back and work for us. Mm. So already, by the time you finish matric or passing that matric, you, you are basically getting that card to go to university and for you to come back and assist us because we are all waiting for you to come and rescue us. Mm. So already there is that pressure. So if you're in university, you finish your three-year degree, and you really want to pursue your next qualification, you cannot because they know that it's three years, and they're already probably counting the cents to get you through those three years so that you are able to pay it back. So, I mean, the dynamics are really against us.
1: Wow, Abonga, you've mentioned so many key points, but I think something that we can definitely do is refer to the wonderful book that you've written. Can you let us know where one can purchase your book? Definitely. It's not my book. (laughs) It's not really my book, but it's our book. As I
2: mentioned, there's quite a lot of authors um, that contributed. Um, We can get the book at all exclusive stores. Um, Adam's Bookshop also has it, so you can go to those nearest. And I think most uh, bookshops are now selling it since the hype. So definitely, if you go into your nearest mall, you will not miss the big yellow book. It's Black Tags. It's edited by um, Nick songo And yes, you can read all about our stories um, on Black Tags. It's a funny, wootsy book to read. It's a very fun read. It's not heavy or serious at all, so yeah, uh, your listeners would definitely enjoy it.
1: Thank you so much, Bongam for joining us on the line and for giving us such wonderful insights into what black tax could possibly be and what it would look like if we reimagined it. That was, of course, researcher and contributing author of the book Black Tax. I do, of course, on the line have Mwesi Sugude, who is a marketing coordinator from Umlazi Township with a BA Honours in Media and Cultural Studies. Mwesi, how are you?
3: I'm good, thank you so much for helping re- me into this lovely chat, um, I'm really excited.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, you know I'm going to jump straight into it because I know you're going to share uh, your story and I know it's definitely something that can resonate with our listeners, um, so um, I'm, yes.
3: I'm really sorry, I'm struggling to, to hear you.
1: Alright, can you hear me now Mwizzi? Hello? Yes, I can tell you now. All right. We're going to jump straight into our interview. Just, uh, yeah, let me know if you have any, any issues at all. So when and how did family obligations become tax?
3: Um, I think when it definitely starts to feel like something has been taken away from you. Um, when somebody who feels like by them giving back at home... Be giving back in an unreasonable and unfair manner because it negatively affects their quality of life. So, if you find yourself in a space thinking, I can't do what I want, I'm mean, in debt, too many people are depending on me, and I feel taken advantage of, I think that's when the shift happens.
1: Oh, my goodness. So, you know, just coming off of what you said, you know, can there be black tax without abuse? Are there rewards attached to paying black tax? It's quite the loaded question, but I'm interested to find out what you think.
3: Um, I think there can be black tax without abuse um, because in a family where the expectations are set and aligned and the the privilege of black tax, I mean, gaining from it and actually being a part of it is actually only seen when you have a community and ubuntu
1: binds it it's really interesting you should touch on ubuntu because my following question really was going to be what is the fine line then between you know uh black tax and i mean ubuntu rather and uh, forced responsibility The
3: fine line is when it becomes unreasonable and when the family and also the professional, the young professional, is not honest. Because if we look at, like, our current climate, the youth is not making money. Mm. A degree doesn't guarantee a job or a great job at that. And starting from the bottom is expensive. Mm. So when you have to think about everything that a young professional has to go through in terms of that, looking for a job, looking for a job that pays well, looking for space to stay, starting from the bottom build themselves up, and then on top of that, having to take care of a number of family members back home, that's when then there's no Ubuntu. Ubuntu is about thinking about somebody else.
4: Mm. So
3: that's when it crosses the line, when the family doesn't really consider what the young professional is going through, and also when the young professional doesn't fully consider what their family had to go through to help them out. Mm. So I think that's where the line is literally when things are unreasonable and both parties are being hurt.
1: Mm, I hear you, Mwazi. So, you know, considering all that you've just said then, is taking care of home asking for too much?
3: I, I actually do not know. I'm also battling that internally because I'm in an environment, I'm in a space where I'm seeing... My white colleagues who don't have tax, who don't have text the bottom, and I will just say that you know what, it's, it's good sometimes to just say you know what I don't know, but I know that where I come from, like text and in inverted commas is a token of appreciation and love, and that is a part of the culture.
1: Mm, I hear you, Mwazi, and you know, just because of time constraints, I would love to continue the conversation, but, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and thank you so much for offering your wonderful insights on what you imagine black tax to be in our current uh, social uh, economy, right? Yeah, thank you so
3: much for dialing me in, I
1: really appreciate the conversation. I've been listening since Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That was Mwezi Sugute, a marketing coordinator from Umlazi Township with a BA Honours in Media and Cultural Studies. Right now, I am taking your VNs and let's hear what you had to say. Uh, I personally think it's a
2: bit of both. Uh, it depends on the family you come from because some families uh um, uh, are so not supportive. They'd watch you suffer throughout your high school life. They'd watch you suffer throughout your varsity life. And the minute you start working, the minute you get a job, they treat you in a different way because now you have to give back to them, of which is very wrong. Uh, but then there are some parents who make sure that they support you with the little they have. They get you through
4: every step of life uh, with the little they have. I see it as a burden to ask black people. That's why it's even called black text, because um, you'll find that your mother or your parents, bakula, basebenza, they got married at a young at a young age so when they start to have ingani, they expect ingani to assist them with his needs um for example and then your mom and dad will decide to go to have to extend the house without even discussing Leo play playing now so as soon as you don't do it, it's between you and Amazada because I the land the lender whenever we phone you it's now at the mall. to it could be the matter of getting a job, buying a house, Buying a car, starting to be independent. So, as soon as you, you go that route, that's when I didn't plan it now, and everything, they even remind you, we take we took you to school. As if someone else was supposed to take you to school, that was their responsibility since they're the ones. So it's it's a it's a very deep issue that it's Man, this is this is this is not normal, but this is normalized the science and a call of negative villain would the so I think it's a burden because now, because now they have this burden. I have to make sure that they right. I have to make sure I have to make sure that I have to make sure that I have to make sure that I have to make sure I have to make I to
1: Sure, Uh, quite some uh, strong opinions there, but uh, definitely that we haven't felt across the board. I think there's a general sense that we all understand about giving back to the community and that, you know, um, we are who we come from. So essentially, we do understand that on a fundamental level, but I do think um, if there was perhaps a readjustment to what our current reality is, with our current economic status and perhaps the high youth unemployment rate, perhaps it wouldn't feel as much of a burden as it does right now. But let's continue to listen in and see what you guys had to say.
4: It's a burden. Why must we pay our parents for, 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 what would say, why? I That's not right.
0: I think it's definitely a responsibility. You know, and as we grow, um, our responsibilities become bigger, you know. And honestly speaking, all responsibility, our responsibilities are a burden to an extent, you know. So it's a responsibility that is burdensome because we wish we didn't have to do some of the things that we're doing at home, but... Is it's it's Katis most of the time, the question is, if we don't, don't, don't do it, then who will, you know, so it's our responsibility to make sure that, I think we have a responsibility to our families first, before anything else, you know, and going out, gallivanting in the streets, while you know that at the home, there's no bread, and you have the power to buy the bread, Ekaia. Um it's it's your responsibility to make sure they're okay at all, you know because without it, I will go in that home raised you they, your parents, your older siblings, they did everything they could to make sure you're okay and you can get where you are right now. And so where you can help, it is your responsibility to to help you know that's what it means it takes a village we share responsibilities
5: yeah. greetings greetings uh to all the listeners Vowel fm okay this is my opinion on a uh, black text okay uh i think the word itself in the black text is, 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 is programmed wrong in our heads. It shouldn't be called black tax, you know? Because especially us, black people, we don't come from rich families and stuff. So we can not compete or we can not compare ourselves to uh, the white uh, uh, people or the white race. So we know the, our mothers, our fathers struggled to educate us and to get us where we are in life so i think to make a difference at home you know pay for that electricity you know pay for that just to give your your parents a release stress and show appreciation for what they have done for you that's my opinion
1: Mm, 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 mm. We're getting uh, a lot of strong feelings in the studio from some of the voice notes that we've been receiving. And I think at the heart of it, like I said, there is a fundamental understanding that we are of a community. We are not, um, we, we never go through life alone. And so perhaps if we looked at language, because language plays a huge role in how we perceive uh, a lot of the things around us. And I definitely think perhaps if we just reimagined what giving back to our community is and reimagined what building generational wealth looks like it wouldn't feel like a uh, tax it would really just feel like pouring back into the community that brought us here so as we wrap up the conversation on black tax thank you all so much for your wonderful contributions thank you all so much for tuning into the show to hashtag the chat,
0: the chat room the chat room breaking down what you need to know For the youth, by the youth, youth, we we, are BauerFM. 88.1. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.bauerfm.co.za.